It's showtime. Showtime. Welcome to the party, pal. Welcome to the Sons of Smoke Cigar Cast. Drew. Mo. Yo. Moo Cow Rich. Bringing the bull. What's up, gents? Drew Fist. Yeah. You all tanned up? <laughs> oh, yeah, the beach was amazing. Tan- tander. <laughs> 40 degrees in Florida. 40? Yeah. That feels like a ripoff. Mm-hmm. Get your, your money, money back. back. Yeah. Yeah, it was a little rough. Who did you piss off? I brought Oklahoma weather with me to Florida. Take Drew out of Oklahoma. You can't take the Oklahoma out of Drew. Because we came back, and I think we're we're getting like snow and ice here. Uh, uh, maybe not tomorrow, Wednesday, Thursday. Today was the only no, nice sure. day. We got to like almost seventy, which seriously. I think we were like 45 for a high in Florida, maybe 48 or 9 the other day. Did you feel gypped? No, I didn't really care. What uh <laughs> what where did you go in Florida? Tampa? You guys you guys know how much I love the beach, so. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, Tampa. Clearwater area. Did you go to any cigar shops? Um No, not to speak of. No. I did go you in tried though, right? a cigar shop. Uh, we were okay. out doing some shopping. So I go in. I, I don't even know the name, so I can't even like talk shit about them. But I go into this <laughs> shop, and uh, so they have two guys there rolling cigars. So I was like, oh, this okay. is cool. I'll go in. Yeah. So I, I, I go through, and they've got the humidor in the back. So I start talking to the guy about the cigars, and... It's like, oh, cool. What you know? What kind of blends do you guys got? And he's got. He just like points to them. We've got this one and this one and this one. I was like, okay. <laughs> and they're like, he's like, wow, they're they're out of Nicaragua, blah blah blah. And he's kind of. And I was like, oh, what factory? He's like, I don't know. We just get them in and we sell them. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I was like, okay, oh. thanks. I'm I'm out. <laughs> oh, so it was all just um, like hand rolled stuff. It wasn't like any. Brands? No, no. I mean, they had uh, like Fuente and stuff like that, but they had course, yeah. a whole big humidor of their stuff that he could tell me nothing about. So it was like a whole humidor of unbanded cigars, and he had no information. No, no, no. They were banded and all. Oh, they were. Okay. Yeah, yeah. With their like store logos, bands, or whatever on them. Gotcha. You weren't tempted to take a shot. I was until he couldn't tell me anything about them. I seriously was like, oh, cool. I'll just pick up a couple of these just for the hell of it. And then, like, when he couldn't give me any info at all. Yeah. I was like, okay, well, never mind then. So this is an important <laughs> lesson, too, for, uh, you know, anybody that works in retail cigars that listens to our podcast, which is probably not many. But knowing about the cigars definitely helps selling the cigars well, just a little bit shit i didn't i didn't need to know the exact blend but hey we've got this uh yeah. you know connecticut and we've got this uh it's, right. this is an ecuador uh you know whatever rapper this is okay I, that's all i expected from them and then i i their cigars if they're calling them their cigars i expect them to know where the hell they came from shit and, uh, yeah i think I, 
look at I used to tell you guys this all the time when I was managing a shop. The uh, the best salesman in the entire shop was a guy who didn't even smoke cigars, but he used to read about the cigars that were in the humidor, and he'd be able to just spout off information. Yeah, you know. I guess having an undisclosed blend like me probably doesn't help retailers, but you know, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> but then you just say, you know, they don't, they don't tell us what it is. Like that's, yeah. He could have told me that, that. And, and I would have bought them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But. There's nothing quite like rolling the dice on a house blend, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Could be they, anything. They looked, not, and I know that's not great. They looked decent. I know that's not a tall tale sign of how they smoke or anything, but yeah, I mean I've had fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give it a whiff. Mm. But I've had everything from really, really fantastic to like total, total trash. Oh right? yeah, it's, it really is a total dice roll. Yeah. Yeah, that's why. Like, if they know the factory, that definitely helps. Yeah, I st- I still would have bought. I still would have bought them yeah. then. I, we were. I was kind of in a hurry. Uh, we mm-hmm. had done some shopping. We were looked at the time. We had a dinner cruise we were headed to, and it was like, oh, shit, we kind of got to go. So we had a few minutes, but I was like, I'm going to run in there because I, I knew I was going to go in the cigar shop. So I ran in, and then all that happened, and I was like, okay, fuck it. I'm... So did you have any cigars on the dinner cruise at least? Uh, I did all weekend, but I oh. I took my own cigars. <laughs> yeah. Well, the reality is your humidor at home has better selection than pretty much anywhere you're going to go probably, so... Well, yeah, but I'm always up for something new like that. Mm-hmm. Unless, did you get anything from that shop, or did you just No, I, I just left after that. I mean, I, I can't remember the last time I walked into a cigar shop and just left. So it mm. must have been shitty. Yeah, it, and as a cigar salesman, you would think if somebody comes in and they know anything about cigars and they don't buy a cigar, you have fucked up. <laughs> Well, and it right like they're not like oh yeah. I need to read a book let me go to this cigar shop and see if they have a right. book right like that's yeah. not what they're there for right and it was probably more like his attitude than than even the not lack of knowledge it was kind of his mm-hmm. not that he was an asshole or anything it wasn't like that but just like his his attitude was almost like I just sell these things like why do you expect me to know where they came from <laughs> what they, it was like that yeah. and it was like well okay if if you want to have that attitude, then I'm not going to buy anything from you. <laughs> and I'm sure he didn't care. He just worked there. Right. I mean, he wasn't the owner or anything, probably. So, yeah, he didn't care. Yeah. Interesting. It always is. Yep. Yep. How was the rest of Florida? Um... Good. Cold. Good. Went to Gasparilla, their pirate festival. Um, their pirate festival? They have a huge... It's like their version of Mardi Gras. Um, mm-hmm. That's not why we went down there, but we found out a couple of days prior that it was happening uh, Saturday when we were there over the weekend. Right. So Did we decided... Like, to, steal shit? We decided... <laughs> So, this is kind of, it's actually pretty cool. So, it's been going on since 1904. And they have um, a pirate ship that comes in with a big, huge boat parade first. So, like, I think it was like 10 in the morning. 
this pirate ship comes into Tampa, firing cannons and shit. They nice. they take a key to the city, and then the parade starts, and it's like a five mile long parade, and it went from like two to six. Longest parade I've ever oh. been at. We didn't stay for the whole thing, but all these floats, man. Nobody did. They're throwing. Oh no, people were hammered. Oh, they'd been there all day. <laughs> so then after the parade, so if you get there at I don't know nine or ten in the morning and see the boat, and then you see the parade, there's a bunch of concerts afterwards. Which we didn't stay for any of that. We just saw the parade, and then we had dinner and took off. But it was it was pretty cool. Interesting people watching. Nice. Uh, the all the floats throw beads and stuff, and I don't know. Pretty cool pirate festival. You you didn't have to flash them or anything. I uh, I did not. No. Maybe I should have. I would have gotten better beads. <laughs> it was a little. It was a little chilly that day. It was windy, and it was right off of the uh, waterway there. So yeah, it was. It was cold that day. Uh, what else we do? You know, there was a cigar company that made a cigar for that. Yeah. J.C. Newman made a cigar for that festival. Yeah. I've seen it before. I didn't realize what it was until the festival. I've heard of this before, too, and didn't realize what it was until we were there. So, Pretty interesting. Pretty cool. If If you're ever in Tampa in late January, go, uh... Go check it out. Take take the kids over to the parade. <laughs> <laughs> they they actually do have a kids parade. Uh, I don't know if it's February or earlier in the week. Uh, they do have a kids parade that I think a bunch of the proceeds go to, I don't know, something with children. I didn't read all about it. So they do have a kids parade that you could take your kids to, I guess. Little motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> little, little dinner cruise action last night, Sunday night. Nice. Little uh, putt putt. Man, I haven't played putt putt in forever, and that was a blast. <laughs> uh, fed some alligators. Too busy doing butt butt. Little butt butt. <laughs> yeah. Eighteen holes, man. Haven't played in... <laughs> That's a lot of work. You better believe it. <laughs> Haven't played in I don't know how long. God, Pup Hut Call. Uh, what, 10 years? Probably longer than that. 15? Yeah. I won. And then you short stroke. I won. Nice <laughs> job. <laughs> Fed some alligators. Ate some alligators. <laughs> you know what the best part of golf is? Not playing golf, smoking cigars. <laughs> you win by playing less golf. Oh, yeah. That is true. That's great. That's true. That's, that was just a fun time, like putt-putt. Do you guys have putt-putt somewhere near you? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I Look, I don't like golf, but a little putt-putt course, I, can get down, oh, I agree. I can get down with. Yeah. It's fun because everybody's kind of terrible at it. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, and even if you're good, it's it's different. Good, like yeah. bouncing it off of rocks and stuff. And like a pro, a pro golfer, he's still gonna be pretty decent at that, but he could still suck at that too. If it's not like a straight course and 
it's winding around in a circle, like down yeah. below you. And he can't, you can't manage that shot. Yeah, puts everybody on like a even playing. My wife actually got two hole in ones. The only, really? the only person to ever get one, and she got two. Yeah, ridiculous. Nice. That's crazy. Yeah, those seem more like luck than skill. And oh, it absolutely luck. was. Well, she's married to Drew. How That's... much luckier can you get? <laughs> oh, there you go. You would figure she wouldn't get any hole in ones then, because she wore it yeah. all out with me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. I mean, I think that's about it. A lot of eating. That's how you do vacation, though. Damn right. No beach. <laughs> Just go restaurant to restaurant. Pretty yep. much, man. Pretty much. No Danny. Oh. He, he ghosted me before the trip, though. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> When he's traveling, really. <laughs> That'll let me know when to ignore you. <laughs> right. <laughs> when are you coming? Let me make sure I'm not here. Yeah. Yeah, shockingly, uh, he he was he was gone when I was there. Oh, that weekend? Yeah, we're out of town. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably at home the whole time. Oh, he was. Guaranteed. <laughs> You should have met uh, up with me. Yeah. I would have taken the family out to dinner and all. Apparently that wasn't enough. Yeah, I guess no. not. Could have given him a shitty cigar from a place that they don't know anything about their stuff. Mm-hmm. Reach around. You, you may not have seen Danny, but you could still say you went on a voyage. I, oh. That's true. I did. In more ways than one. Mm-hmm. Right, so somebody else went on a voyage too. Better believe it. Better believe it. TPE twenty twenty two. How was the the Tobacco Plus Expo? Uh, well, first I wasn't there last year, so I can't compare it to last year. I could compare it to twenty nineteen. Um, no, no, actually twenty twenty. I guess technically it was the beginning of twenty twenty. Um, you know, man. A lot of cigar people. A lot yeah. of cigar companies. That's weird. It was, yeah. <laughs> kind of. I mean, and it, you know, I mean, Drew Estate was there. Davidoff was there. I mean, Drew Estate had their DJ and, and all of that, who I happen to be friends with and is a very nice guy and patina smoker. And, um, but yeah, I mean, Drew Estate had the whole build out and I mean, and they went for it. And so, you know, the big boys were there. Um, but yeah, man, there's, there, there's yeah, there's a lot, a lot of cigar companies. And so it was good. I mean, it was a decent amount of people. I felt like you know the booth was relatively steadily busy. That's um, good. You know, a big part of that, and and you know, listen, I I always shoot straight on the on this podcast. You know, a big part of that, and this is this was like my up and coming company of last year was Adventura. I mean. Um, he is really starting to make some waves, man. Really is. Um, so, yeah. 
was good. They made some real good cigars last year. Yeah. Good for them. For sure. So, yeah, man, it was it was good overall. Um, could always be better, but am I glad I went? Yeah, I'm glad I went. But yeah, it was good to get out again. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. It's legit. If you have specific questions, it's much easier to talk about than, like, in general terms. You just have to talk about your entire experience and every conversation you had. Well, because you really don't leave your booth unless, like, you go to the bathroom or something. And so I really didn't get to see that much. I didn't even – I forgot that it wasn't just cigars because I didn't even see – like, I saw a little bit of the other stuff, but not much you know, all the CBD and all that stuff, but, um, no, man, it was really, so more importantly, uh, we did open up Cigar Hustlers, so you'll be able to get the Patina Maduro as Cigar Hustler now, which was a nice thing, you know, um, so that's like my second Florida account, I think, um, it's a tough place to break into, so that's good. Yeah, no, and that's a good, you know, good group to break in with, I guess. And um, yeah, man, I just realized like there's just huge swaths of the country that I have to figure out how to break into. So, but anyway, that's a different conversation, and that's for me to worry about. But uh, the other thing uh, we were talking, shit, now I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Oh, nailed it. So, yep. so I stayed at the Conrad. Okay. And Is that a hotel or a person? Yeah, no, it's, a, it's <laughs> both. The hotel. So Resorts World by Hilton, Conrad, whatever. And I was fucking impressed, man. First of all, it was like 80 bucks a night, which is, dude, I've stayed at Hampton Inns, Hampton Inns that were like 200 a night, okay? So that was awesome. But they have a cigar lounge inside of the hotel. Okay. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah. And it was fucking awesome. Beautiful. Like beautiful decor, great like patio. Um and uh just a really really cool place. So, they have lockers there and they have like famous people that are locker members at this place, right? So if when they come <laughs> to Las Vegas, Nice. So I dropped some patina. They, the guys that work there let me drop some patinas in the different lockers. So That's cool. I don't know if they'll ever get them, but it ended up being kind of because it was funny because the guys who worked there like, like, oh, sh-. it was like they appreciated me. Like they were like, oh shit, dude, I, patina, you're the guy from patina, whatever. That was probably like the biggest love I got the entire show was at that shop by the by the guys who worked there. And I mean, it, it was like some big hitters that were hanging out there. So that was pretty cool. Um, Do they carry patina? Yeah. Well, no, not yet. Hopefully. I mean, you never know. They might. They're working you know, on it. Um, but you know how it is. It's a hotel uh, cigar shop. So prices are inflated as you can imagine. Um, but it was a really, really nice lounge. Really cool. And I ended up having, and I don't know if you guys aren't sports people, but 
there's a football player by the name of Ed Reed who uh, played for the Baltimore Ravens, uh, like in the late 90s to mid-2000s, I think, or even like early 2010s. Um, Hall of Fame safety. So he's been working with Placencia for like the last two years on his own line of cigars, right? Mm, okay. So I got, you know, he actually came and sat and started, we bullshitted for about 30 to 45 minutes, you know. Um, one of my retailers, Fine Ash in Arizona, had met him while they were in Nicaragua, so they kind of knew each other, and so we all sat together and ended up, I don't know, man, we had a great conversation, but I told him, and we have talked about this on the podcast, and I wanted to make sure to say this to him. I said, you don't understand how big of an advantage you have. I said, because not only are you not just putting your name on a cigar, you've actually spent time in Nicaragua, you worked on the blends, you learned about tobacco, so you could do all that, but you, are, you also have the name. And it was that also, it's also what separates you from a lot of other celebrities that have tried to do cigar stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And I said, when I go into a shop, nobody gives a shit. But when you're going to roll into a shop, people will. And I'm like, you really got to take advantage of that because that's going to help you, you know? And I think he's like the first probably celebrity or athlete to actually do it right. So he has we'll a... see. Time will tell. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the cigar still has to be good, but he definitely, you know, if he did it right, he's definitely going to have a leg up. And pretty interested to see, man. He's a really nice guy. Really enjoyed talking to him. So when are his cigars coming out? You know what, man? I forgot. He told me. I honestly forgot. And I don't want to just guess and make something up. So I would imagine sooner rather than later. I mean, they've been a, you know, in process for a while. Make something up and we'll just make it go viral. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With our 50 listeners. Oh, shit. We have way more than that. Maybe maybe double even. I will, <laughs> I will say this, and this is like... I, I don't know how to say this without sounding like a fucking bitter fuck. But it is amazing how brands that have been out for like a year, maybe, maybe a little bit more, are already getting more cigar media attention than I am. Well, you get it when you're new, right? That's part of the deal. No, when I was new, I didn't get any. Mm. It would just go talk to Mombacho. No, man, I never, like, did, like, these guys are getting interviewed, they're getting whatever. I mean, those are, like, good opportunities, right? Like, yeah. for exposure. And I was just standing, like, there was, you know, I'm not, I don't want to get into naming brands and stuff like that, but this one podcast that has a pretty decent following, I'm not, I'm not going to say huge, but, I mean, relatively decent, um, they've had some big names on their thing, was talking to somebody that, you know, was in... I don't even know how long. It hasn't been long that they've been doing this. And just, like, walked right by me. And I'm thinking to myself, like, I'm not saying that anybody owes me anything. That's not what I'm saying. But I just would have thought maybe after five fucking years, I'd be worthy enough of the time of some of these people. Right? Mm. And it's just, I don't know, man. It just kind of rubbed me the wrong way a little bit. You know what it is? 
I have a couple different theories, but yeah. Well, in in general, maybe there's more specific, but mm-hmm. people are just fucking selfish and out for themselves. Yeah, maybe. I wasn't good enough clickbait, I guess. Well, yeah. Well, one other thing that's worth noting, though, too, take some of these these platforms, right? Mm-hmm. And and look at how many people actually watch their stuff or listen to their stuff. There's a lot of stuff out there that gets almost no attention at all. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. none, none. Right. And they have like legitimate show setups and all that stuff. Right. And you right. look at like their YouTube channels. And it's like 20 views on this video, 25 views on that video. And you're like, what are you, what are you doing? Why are you making these? Yeah. Like why are you wasting your time? Why do you guys right. podcast every Tuesday? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, people just say that about us, but we also don't invest in it. <laughs> right. That is <laughs> true. Very clearly not editing, not doing no. anything. Just having you a know. good time. Yeah. Yeah. And if that's if that makes them happy, 100% go for it, guys, right? But 100%, yeah. But there's I think I think the other thing that you're doing besides besides people being into themselves is I think you're probably attributing people like more understanding and diligence and all that stuff, then they're probably putting into it, right? You're probably giving yeah, them probably. too much credit for how much they actually know about things. I don't know yeah. who you're talking about for this one, but right. there's like, there's, there's a lot to know about cigars and cigar brands and cigar people. Mm-hmm. And most people, I'm not, I'm not going to claim I know it, right? If I were walking around yeah. CPE, I'd probably walk right past somebody I should talk to too. Right. But I mean, there's, there's just a lot that people don't know unless sure. they like live it, live it. Mm-hmm. It was always funny, man. I was talking to some other guys that have, you know, smaller brands and even some that have bigger ones. And it was, we were talking about how it, there, there's just like this massive, the expectations of like what our cigars, like where people place them in their humidors. And then, in turn being told that our cigars like don't sell right <laughs> hmm. weird it's like you'll put you know brands that move them dude i remember we would we used to bury like romeo and julietas and fucking Monte cristo whites and and i mean even padrone like was above eye level like you had to reach for it and that shit just moved yeah, it's like when you go to the grocery store. Where's the milk? Right. Where are the eggs? It's in right. the back. <laughs> you right. make people go past the other stuff. Yes. Okay. But yet, for some reason, people expect fucking Fatina to sit in a corner on a bottom shelf or take another small brand, whatever. We all face the same stuff, and it's just going to magically disappear out of your humidor. How? There's not... There is not any amount of advertising that we could do or reach or whatever that people are like, oh, yeah, I recognize that. Let me try it. We are, by and large, word-of-mouth brands, right? And we are successful for stores that take the time to not necessarily always hand-sell it, but put it in a position to succeed. You know, we're either in the center, center, you know, island for a little bit, you know, like a feet, like new whatever. And then, of 
course, there's always shops that you're just, for whatever reason, you're not going to move in, even if they try their best. That's all understood. But if you're going to spend your money to bring something into your shop, you should probably take the time to try to make your money back or figure out how to make your money back. I think that's a good way to look at things. Seems reasonable. I had one retailer that finally took a shot on me. He said, you're the only brand of so-and-so's portfolio that I don't carry. <laughs> and I said, okay. I said, that, that's fine. So I'm like, how do, you know, how do we change that or whatever? And he goes, look, I'm, I like your cigars. He goes, I smoke them myself. I just don't know if they would sell in my shop. And he was very honest about that's that. That's fair. I could respect that. I'm fine with that. I mean, I have customers today that I do business with that didn't bring in patina until like year three and now do very well with it. I'm not expecting everybody to say, yeah, let, let me just, you know, bring in patina. Let me give them a shot. I get it. But if you are going to do it, give brands like patina, brands like XYZ, whatever. I don't, I don't want to name anybody because I just don't want to, you know, it's just not whatever. But give smaller brands a real shot to succeed. You know, because the reality is shops like Embargo in Arizona that is exclusively boutique or like Costa in, in Philly, where he's like 99.9% boutique. Like there's not a lot of stores like that. There's not a lot of stores that can survive on just boutiques, you know, mm -hmm. and even cigars that have a good mix of, of you know, mainstream boutique, everything. Mm -hmm. You guys have been in enough humidors that you know you can't walk around and actually see everything. Yeah, or like no. you try to scan your eyes over everything. Mm -hmm. It's just too damn much to look at. Sometimes there is, yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So nobody actually looks at everything. You look in certain sections and areas, yeah. Like, but then you're like, yeah, you know what? I walked a lot. <laughs> I just passed <laughs> the flavored stuff. I'm gonna keep walking. Very true. So, yeah, I don't know. If you guys can think of any TPE-related questions, I'm more than happy to answer them, but it's just kind of tough off the top of my head. But if anybody is going to Vegas, because that is a newer hotel, definitely take a look at Resorts World or Conrad or whatever. Really good pricing and an awesome place without a shit ton of people. Which brings me to Charlie Minato's write-up today where he said that he's not sure if Vegas will ever get back to pre-COVID-19 levels. Um, and he was talking about how empty his flight was, which I also had the same experience. My flight was, both flights going and coming back were pretty empty. That was like the first time I haven't had to sit next to somebody in, wow. God, I don't even know how long. My flight was, nice. my flight was full. Yeah, it was great. Very full. Yeah, but you're, you're going to Florida. I know, I'm just saying. Yeah. What airline did you take? So, a little airline called Breeze. Yeah, I never heard of that. Yeah, they have, private? they have direct flights. Oh, okay. Is that like Charter a private? That, that jet? Yeah, private jet. Oh, okay. It was full, right. full with both of us on there. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, this was a little different situation for, the, for those of us who fly coach. Um, <laughs> it, uh, it, I was... Not shocked because of everything going on, but I, I don't know. I mean, 
it was interesting. And so I, I wonder how many other people had that same, same experience, but by and large, I think, I think people eventually will, will get back to going and, and stuff again. I'd assume so. Yeah. You wait out a few summer. years, everything's mm. going to be, yeah, but summer, I don't know when exactly, but sometime it's not going to be normal-ish again. Yeah, I would imagine PCA should be, by PCA should be pretty packed. There's a lot of people been waiting for something that they can do, to, you know, for a lot of fun, so. Mm-hmm. At the point where it seems safe for most people, they're probably gonna go fucking crazy. Well, yeah, I mean, we saw we saw this past summer, and things yep. were well, all systems go, but yeah, we'll get there again. But yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how that works out. Um, but I don't know, man. It it really didn't. It didn't feel now. I didn't stay by where everybody else did. Most people stayed at like the Sahara, so I would imagine that you could probably feel more of like what the convention was like if you stayed there. Mm. You know? Yeah. Um. But I don't know. It just didn't really feel. Yeah, the hotels were definitely pretty empty. I mean, it was pretty empty. I will agree with that as well. So, uh, two things. One, I had my legitimate first cigar craving that I've probably had in a very long time. And I told you guys this, but I'll say it here too. I really feel like having a Lito Gomez small batch. And it really doesn't even matter which one. Yeah. Four is probably my favorite, but it really doesn't matter which one. I don't know why, why I feel like having one of those. I mean, I do. They're good cigars. Uh, but, um, yeah, it's kind of random. And the other thing is that soft flame D5 Jet ST DuPont has really caught my attention. And that's the first cigar accessory in a long time where I'm like, huh, we may have to scrounge some pennies for that. <laughs> what is it about that one? Well, it's like my lighter that I have now, which I absolutely fucking love, but a soft flame. Which yeah, I want to try it. Yeah. I want to see how good it is, like, outside and everything. Because that's the mm-hmm. deal with soft flames is, is wind fucks them. Mm-hmm. But if this one says it works in those situations, that would be great. Yeah. $260, though. For a really luckily, nice pick. Luckily, mm. I still have my discount. Yeah, um... <laughs> I get it. And I just thought it was cool. I, I don't really get too excited about accessories very often, but because I like my lighter so much that I don't know, just kind of caught my eye. There's a lot to be said for lighting your cigar with a soft flame, though. Especially I, when you can't see the flame, like when it's really light out. Mm-hmm. It's really easy to fuck up your cigar. You get the flame too close, smack it, you know, like can't see what the flame is anyway. Mm-hmm. Soft is, flame wouldn't do it. I know this is going to sound whatever, but there is something elegant about lighting your cigar with a soft flame lighter. Yeah. I don't know what oh, it I is. I agree. I agree. 
it's pretty fucking cool. Even if it is a Bic. I mean, I was using a Bic the entire show. So, um, it's not about that, but there is just something in general. I don't know why. Yep. Did you use Soft Flame Guy at all? That's what I had all weekend. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wind allowing, I prefer a Soft yeah. Flame. That's the thing, is they're just so unreliable outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So here's a question for you guys. Is there a point, like, I, where somebody has, like, one of those, like, three flame or five flame where you're just like, what are you doing? I have a three flame. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I, uh, I mean, I guess I could understand if you smoke really big ring gauge cigars, maybe. I don't, but use, I don't use it much, ever, really. Outside, occasionally I will. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's the only time. Okay, so maybe from a utility perspective, being outside is better, you think? Well, and look, and I, I, I've had it, hmm, I don't know, at least 10 years. But I've got the Zycar set. So I have the single flame, the double flame, and the triple flame, which is the only reason I have the triple. Yeah, so you haven't you didn't even give full information. There's a reason you haven't. You so, didn't actively go buy it. Uh not just right? to have a triple flame. I bought it because I have yeah. the whole set. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But then because I have it, every now and then I'm like, I should use that. <laughs> <laughs> it's really so I guess my question really windy you, out. Okay. All right, so assuming it wasn't part of the set. No, I... Pff, would either one of you one. guys ever go above a single flame lighter? I, I only have the one, by the way, so... <laughs> I guess that answers that. Cal? I, I don't think there's anything wrong with a dual flame lighter. No. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with any of them. I'm just asking, do you guys use them? I really. I used to because you could get them real cheap. Right? When, I was, when I was in college, you for cigars, cheapest. Yeah, yeah. You can get yeah, a real, yeah. real cheap triple flame lighter. Right? Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. work real good. They don't use they don't use that much butane. So, you know, pound for pound, they're they're cheap, and they work. Yeah. They're functional, but I don't know. I, I like the control you can get with something, yeah, a little smaller. So. So that's what I go with. Five seems. Is that such a thing? Yeah. No. What? Yeah, quad. Maybe I'm thinking quad flame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking. I don't know if there is a five. You're right, Drew. I don't know. That just seemed absurd. Yeah, no. Quad flame is kind of what I was thinking. That's absurd as well, but. It is. Yeah. At that point, it's like, it's like taking. The muffler off your car, right? Yeah, <laughs> you, you, you're doing it wrong. What are you lighting with that? On a Silence, regular, maybe? on a regular basis. That's got to be a no- novelty. Yeah, I mean, if you do smoke a seven by seventy, that's yeah. true. That's true. It'll do it. Actually, if you smoke big ring gauge ass cigars like that, maybe a single flame is not even enough. Take you too long. <laughs> That's true. Seriously. Yeah. All the butane out of it. Yeah, seriously. Sure. Something to be said for that. So I guess if you if you smoke 
seven by seventies or you know eight by eighties or whatever. Now I guess yeah, I mean you'd be silly to use a single flame. It's true. Yes. Hmm. That makes sense. Now I'm glad we talked through that. If you like them big, get the quad. <laughs> It still might be obnoxious, even for a fucking seven by seventy. Single or a soft seven by seventy isn't obnoxious. Oh, I don't know. They sell a lot of them. Single or a soft flame. That's all you need. Yeah. Yep. If you need any more than that, you're smoking the wrong cigar. <laughs> there you have it. No, right, smoke so whatever you want. You Use whatever lighter you want. Yeah, just that's enjoy true. it. That's true. Whatever makes Flight. you fucking happy. Yep. Use a cedar spill if you like it. Who the Do fuck it. cares? Do it. Those oh, are actually pretty shit. cool too. I, I agree. They are not, not yeah. bad at all. <laughs> yeah, those are pretty fucking cool, man. I just am never gonna carry one around with me. I mean, it's just <laughs> you don't have a, a satchel of cedar spills with you. <laughs> <laughs> no. Let me. Let me retrieve my cedar spill from my fanny pack. <laughs> oh, what do you got, Cal? Uh, Sorry. That's <laughs> a total, total different topic. Go for uh, it. All right. So you guys remember 80s and 90s, the logo yes. for the, the brand Fruit of the Loom. Yep. Do you remember the, the cornucopia on that? Yeah. Now, what if I told you? That brand never had a cornucopia on their logo. No, what was it? It was just some fruit. That's what I assumed it was. Wait, I guess I better look up what a cornucopia is. It's like, like little basket thing. Thanksgiving, like kind of a cone. No, I don't think oh, they had the it, basket. Wasn't it just the grapes that made it look like that. Though? I don't know. You can look it up if you want. But it never had one, and it blows my mind. It's. Uh, have you guys heard of the Mandela effect? Uh, no. This is what I wanted to talk about. I thought this is crazy shit. So there were a whole bunch of people. Here's a picture <laughs> with it having one. Yeah, it's, it's made up on the internet. It's oh. Because um, everybody remembers it having a cornucopia on it, and it never no, did. I never thought that. I didn't think it had the cornucopia. One. You came from a different different fucking planet then. Uh-huh. I was more of a Haynes guy, but other than that. It's legit. Uh, but the idea is this, the, the Mandela effect, right, is that there were a bunch of people that thought Nelson Mandela had died in, like, the 1980s, and they were sure of it. Died in prison. But then he actually died in 2013, right? So yeah. it's this, this, like, false memory thing, or or mm-hmm. people have sort of thought there's, like, parallel universes where different things happen and he got pushed into it. It's just okay. really fucking weird shit. It blows your mind. Because if you start flipping through these things, eventually you'll get to one where you're like, wait a second. That was real. Right. But it wasn't. Just they say like this the... happens to uh, people that witness uh, like crime or whatever. Like they're called in as witnesses. They could be convinced that they remember something happened that didn't happen. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah eyewitness testimony is fucking terrible. Yeah. It's just weird how our minds work. So, like, remember the, the kids' book, The Berenstain Bears? The Berenstain oh, yeah. Bears? Yeah. How did you spell Berenstein? I don't remember. I have no idea. Long time ago. Bear be B- and then Steen? B-E-R-E-N-S-T-E-I-N? Maybe. Probably Berenstein, isn't it? 
Wasn't it just well, B-E-R-N? Well, whatever, right? The, the point is, it's actually B-E-R-E-N-S-T-A-I-N. Bernstein? No. Stain Bears. Yeah. No way. I didn't know Bernstein. Hmm. So it's I'm not, not the Bernstein. shit up. Bernstein. Oh, shit. Never paid attention. Bernstein? looks like a fucking E. <laughs> Either you never paid attention, or we're living in a weird universe where it was, and it collided with this universe. Ooh. I'm going to go with probably not. Wow. Anyway, look up some of these. They're pretty fucking crazy. Do you remember in the in the 1990s uh, a film with Sinbad in it as a genie called Shazam? Yeah. Wasn't that Shaq's movie? It never happened. That was not a movie. <laughs> Shaq had a movie called Kazam. And like a million people uh, think that there was a movie that Sinbad did at the same time called Shazam. Oh, yeah, it was Kazam. That's right. It was just a TV show? Fucking crazy. No, it wasn't. didn't exist. Really? Yeah, there's no such thing. Why? No. For real? I, I'm not making it up, dude. Hmm. What was... Oh, isn't, isn't the Sinbad one didn't exist at all? Well, Sinbad existed. He had a TV show. What was the TV show? It's like Sinbad the Sailor. Oh. He had movies and stuff. That's weird. Yeah. But there was no Shazam... And he was never like a genie. Oh. Fucking crazy. That is. Anyway, I just thought if you guys hadn't heard about that, you might enjoy uh, falling down that rabbit hole. It may permanently fuck me up, Kyle. <clears throat> it probably will, no lies. Pretty messed up. All right. Anyway, oh, here's here's another one. One more for you. Uh, you remember in Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, the line "Mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of them all?" Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was never said. Magic mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of them all? What is it? Magic mirror on the uh, wall. Oh shit! What the hell? Where did it fucking come from then? Uh, it must have been how people started saying it. It's just like in in Star Wars when he says when people say Luke, I am your father, but that wasn't wasn't the line, right? What was it? He said no, I am your father, because it's in context it makes sense because he's talking oh. to Luke. No, yeah. No, I am your father. <laughs> it's kind of Arnoldy. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say Arnold played. <laughs> That's all I can <laughs> Wouldn't that be fucking great? That's all I can Dude, do. I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. I saw they ha- I saw this commercial for Bible readings by James Earl Jones. There's these things you can order now where it like reads you the Bible and in a James or in it's James Earl Jones. Thought that was interesting. That's nice. Did you get it? No, I didn't get it. Was I gonna like order on the phone? It was a sure. commercial I saw was in the hotel room. They probably pump a lot of like religious commercials into Las Vegas TV. <laughs> I assume so. All right, let's hit some Judge Drew. Oh boy, do it! This one's coming out of Florida. Might have been Drew. 
Uh, okay, so there's a sheriff's office in Pasco County in Florida. No, you don't they have say. Pop- what? You don't say. Florida, huh? Florida, yeah. Something crazy. Florida, Pasco County. Hell if I know. It's Something in Florida. Florida. Doesn't matter. <laughs> well, no, I mean, it's a big difference. And let me look. It's Florida. There's like, I mean, it doesn't really, matter. It's kind of like Miami, and then there's like Tampa, and then there's like the rest of Florida. And then maybe Orlando, but... It's north of Tampa, just a little bit. Okay, all right. So it's not really like just, just just north of Tampa. Okay. Like take whatever county Tampa's in; it's the one north of that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, so they have really popular social media accounts: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, everything. Right? They, yeah. They have a bunch of followers, a lot going on there. They've consistently posted all kinds of things. Uh, about you know people that run away and missing people and all that other stuff, uh, but now they had to turn off all of the the comments on all of their social media because too many people were reporting crimes on their social media threads instead of calling <laughs> the police. So, <laughs> Drew, what I want to know is how do you judge people that instead of actually talking to the police? Just go on their Facebook photos and report a crime. God, that's... Uh, look, you're stupid. Not you. Them. But... Well, it can be two things. Two... Yeah. <laughs> um, that should probably be a thing, though. <laughs> <laughs> Only because... In some easy way. Yeah. Because, I mean, that. Uh, I, how many times have we talked about social media and technology and I mean people people are always on the damn phones so just make it convenient to report the crime on your phone they could have like an app for that county they could like I guess let's look at it this way Uh, if you were to order a pizza would you go to like an app or a website, or would you call the pizza place? No, nah, I go to an app. But that's different well, than reporting a crime. <laughs> is it? <laughs> well, it depends where you're ordering Dep- pizza from. Depends that could on be a crime in and of itself. Depends on the crime as well, but. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. It just feels like. Like, if there's a, a restaurant that I really want and they don't take online ordering, and there's a restaurant that, like, I'm okay with and they do take online ordering. You're going online. I'm going with that okay ordering, right? I'm going with the online ordering for the okay restaurant. I'll still call. Yeah, I look at... I did tonight. Yeah, they're, they're, so. especially if you have special instructions. Yeah, that's the worst. Yeah, that's fair. If you have any kind of customization, mm-hmm. yeah. Unless they have like Wait. a really good app, you're, I, you're screwed. To be honest with you, do you guys remember our conversation about how people texting on their phones and stuff is thrown off traffic patterns? Mm-hmm. Online ordering has completely fucked up the flow of restaurants. Like, oh, absolutely. Like fast food or quick joints. I mean, bad, especially like because they're understaffed to begin with right now. 
Yeah. And then you have all of these people ordering on apps or whatever. Just throws a lot of shit off. It really magnifies the understaffing problem. Big time. Yep. So maybe that's why the, the police aren't doing it. They're probably understaffed too. What? The police with their social media app. They're not going to oh. accept the uh, crimes. Do you guys remember? So there's this thing on Twitter called Chicago Scanner. So it like comes out with like things that are reported like over the police scanner, right? So do you guys remember that time that I told you I heard gunshots while I was smoking a cigar? Yeah. I found out what happened from Chicago Scanner. Well, what happened? On Twitter. Yeah. There was a shooting at a hotel nearby. Hmm. <laughs> okay. But these guys aren't, it's not like people are reporting this, right? It's, they pick it up off the police scanner and they tweet it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a little bit different, but same region. <laughs> Caller says her neighbors are harassing her about stealing their salt. Says the landlord gave her the salt. <laughs> What's that from? To the Chicago scanner. Oh, yeah. And it's like all nonchalant, like the penny carjacking so and so street. You know, somebody left their <laughs> somebody left their car running at gas station. You know how the rest goes. <laughs> 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 that was my favorite. There's a stabbing victim at Mount Sinai. He says his wife did it. Mm. That's the whole tweet. Mm -hmm. Nice. What is this? What's the uh, handle? Uh, at Chicago I... underscore scanner. Mm -hmm. Are there more of these? That's yeah, a whole bunch. I mean, other cities. I don't know. Could be. I would imagine. I bet you anywhere in Florida has got to be pretty fun. Oh, Jesus. So, okay. So we need to be honest about places like Florida, places like even Arizona, California, Oregon. Okay. The reality of the situation is these are all, like people like to rag on some of these places, right? And say how fucked up the people are and stuff like that. But nobody ever like actually thinks about why? And what do all of these places have in common? Care to guess, gentlemen? What they actually have is sunshine laws that make it so you have to report on things that other states wouldn't report on. Well, I don't, what do you mean? Florida, like, they report on all kinds of shit. You can't hide it. You get to, you get to report on everything in Florida. Um, but I mean, but okay, okay, not everywhere does okay. that. Okay, fair enough. That's that's a, that's a fair point. Yep. Okay, so you're saying we are likely to see crazier shit because they can report crazier shit. Yeah, they have they yeah. have public records laws that allow everybody to see everything all the time okay. in ways that other places don't. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Drewfus. Wow. I have no idea, but I figured that's probably it. <laughs> also, so, maybe some, some sun's out, guns out going on. So, outside of 
outside of like, I want to move there for weather or outside of like, I'm going to be a Hollywood actor or outside of like, you know, whatever. These are all places that people run to if they're running away from something in other places. Like most of the residents of Florida are evading death. But, but do you understand what I'm saying? Like, these are what I call, like, start over places. Yeah. Like, I had a shit life in fucking, you know, rural Illinois or something like that. I'm going to go to Arizona and start over and I'm going to fucking, you know, kill it. Sure. Or I'm going to go to Florida and I'm going to whatever. So, I'm not saying, I, all I'm saying is that, like, with that dynamic and that being a destination for people that are running from either bad situations or they need to get away from something. And these are places you're more likely to have people that may have issues. Mm -hmm. That's just a theory, a hypothesis. I'm not saying that's the reason. They're also just crazy there. There, there is something to be said for, for places where they have perpetually good weather. People tend to be a little fucked up. That's what I would say. I'm, There's almost like this sense of invincibility. Yep. I'm, I'm down with that. Uh... Mm -hmm. Yes. Like right now by Usmo. Mm -hmm. Like you got to really want to go commit a crime right now. Yeah. Right, like, I'm not leaving my fucking, fucking house. That's a real fucking willpower. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, uh, you know, rob somebody, and it's fucking four below. Yeah, you got to think you fucking know, a million times. You got to go find somebody even on the streets to <laughs> take <anything>. Exactly. <laughs> Nobody there. Hmm, Yes keeps everybody in check man cold is good for you that kills the bugs <laughs> sometimes yeah <laughs> it's good it's good for people too though it's good to be cold struggle a little bit mm -hmm. it's good for you i agree life is too easy yeah is it god is all the comforts we've got and everything yeah i think i, I think for yeah I've read some books and stuff on this, but I, I I think that's taking its toll on people. Shit is too easy. No, nobody has I'm any. I'm not sure what people you're thinking about, but <laughs> well, nobody has I mean, any. Maybe nobody has any real struggles. Uh, did Did Cal have a hard day at work today? Sure. Did Did you? Did, sure. But did you have to fucking fight for your food, or or possibly starve to death tonight, or? I mean, I mean, there are people that, that even in this country are in that situation. A vast majority are not, though. I, I, uh, there's well, some we'll everywhere. We'll see after this next market crash. But, but yeah. There's some I everywhere. No, I get what you're saying. Yeah, like you're not living in a war zone. You're not no. like... Yeah, I get that. You're not having to uh, hunt for your food. You're not having to yeah worry, right. worry about some... Uh, uh, other tribe, you know, attacking you in the middle of the night tonight. Yeah, I can get that. Yeah, I mean, I think if you 
exclude people who are like legitimately poor and struggling, you probably have a point. Yeah, but I well, mean, yeah, there there's some literally live in neighborhoods where they're afraid to step out of their house. Oh yeah, there's some everywhere. Yeah. But the vast, I guess what you're saying is, if you're listening to this podcast, odds are that's not you. Is that's that kind of yeah. where you're going. Vast majority of people in the United States are not yeah. that. Probably most premium cigar smokers are not in that category. Definitely not. Correct. That's fair. fair. Definitely not. Fair enough. Get outside you and get cold. The mess- oh, good. You're good. Go. I was going to say the messed up thing is that all those like fight or flight responses and adrenaline responses and all that stuff, they come from all these other sources though too. And I think that fucks with people up, right? Like, like work stress. Mm-hmm. Can that, can that give you some weird like animalistic response that you have to now deal with in a way that doesn't make any sense? Sure. Like it's, we're not made for the world we live in. No, N- no. It's a big, big mismatch. So I think that might kind of get to your point, true, too. Yes. Yeah, no, we're definitely not. We talked about this before, like a couple podcasts ago. The human being has never, ever dealt with this type of constant connectivity and stimulation in its history. No. Not on this is all new. Hundred years ago, most people were lucky to be riding a fucking horse around, yeah. let, let alone a car. Yeah, here we are riding your mom around. Better believe it. Everyone. <laughs> Everyone. Spit out my my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she doesn't. What <laughs> What kind of coffee you having, Duncan? No, just homemade Folgers. Nice. Dude, yeah, Folgers, is pretty, Folgers is pretty damn good. Yeah, it's not bad. For some classic coffee. I'm with it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm fascinated to see the long-term effects of this shit, and it's only going to get worse. Oh, it's, yeah. These kids are fucked. Yep. I mean... These tech, these tech guys, no offense, Kyle, they're going to fucking ruin the world as we know it. Uh, I think it's too late for that. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I mean, people are talking about like, oh, like I was watching a movie the other day and I didn't remember, like, oh, the future of like war or whatever is going to be cyber. Yeah, no fucking shit. You're going to have generations of motherfuckers that just sat behind a computer screen and don't even like actually pick up a phone to call somebody. They'd rather text them. They're not going to get on the fucking front lines and go fight. They're going to figure out a way to fuck with your power grid or something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? I mean, it's going to be interesting. I don't know. Whatever. I'm looking forward to the day when, seeing so you know how like, world leaders jump on the phone with each other all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to the day when it's like an AOL chat room. <laughs> like, nobody's going to actually talk. They're just going to talk right. shit at each other. Yeah. <laughs> like texts. Yeah. <laughs> STFU Putin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fuck. All right. I think that we really, like our pe- people our age, really got to see the best of technology interacting 
with allowing people to still be people like the late nineties to mid two thousands, I would say yeah. before things got really out of hand, but you still had a really nice blend of like technology or technological interaction, human interaction. People were still close. They actually picked up the phone and called each other. Um, you know, before social media got whatever the fuck it is. So I'll always be fond of that time. Classic. Classic. But I just think it's too much now. And I think it's only going to get more. Oh, yeah, it is. People are going to be like, I don't know. Whatever. So here was an interesting thing that I saw and I wanted to ask you guys about. Yep. On the Half Wheel Consensus, and I don't remember who wrote it. I'm assuming it was Charlie. But I thought this was a really, really good question. He said, do we at some point need to start counting in our consensus the the cigar of the year list for influencers? Because some of these influencers have a bigger reach than some of these, like, publications or online, you know, whatever. What do you guys think of that? Depends. Right. So one one of the things they already do in the consensus is they remove anybody who's affiliated with selling anything. Okay. So if you're taking money, you you, you don't fit there anymore, right? Like mm-hmm. you, your opinion is doesn't belong on the consensus list at that point. Mm. Does it belong oh. somewhere? Sure. Yeah. We should we should care about it potentially. But. But wouldn't wouldn't everybody? I mean, if somebody is rating the cigar of a site sponsor, wouldn't they then be? It's the same thing, right? How is that different? Well, it's somewhat different because at least you have to. Well, it's different because you have to call out the sponsors when you're when almost all the print media or internet media mm-hmm. does call out sponsors. Okay, and you're saying most of the Instagram well. influencers do not. They're supposed to. They oh, legally yeah. have to. I don't think they do. Yeah, I can see that. So I think there's a question there, right? Yeah. 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 Very fair question. But we'll put that aside because I don't think that's what they meant. I do think that some, you know, a big cigar influencer account is probably more influential than uh, probably mm-hmm. most of the people who call themselves cigar media. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Not even some, almost all of them. Mm hmm. Except maybe Cigar Aficionado and maybe one or two other Cigar Journal, maybe. Yeah. And from there, it kind of goes maybe some influencers. Yeah. I, I will say this. I Cigar Dojo has a much bigger reach than I originally thought they did. It is, they yeah, had everybody there a long time ago. They, that is a, you know, even when I was at TPE and people were asking me, and like I said, oh, you know, it was 2020 under the radar cigar for Dojo or whatever. And that elicited a response. Like, that was recognizable. Like, they've come a long way since, like, when Drew and I, I remember when Drew and I joined it. And Kyle, what year did you join it? I don't know. 
I think Drew and I were like November 2014 or something like that. Yeah, somewhere in there. It's been, yeah, it's come a long way since then. Yeah, I agree. Those guys do a, a pretty big, big audience. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I'm with you. I, I think a lot of those influencers have a bigger reach than a lot of these, you know, whatever you want to call them, reviewers or review sites or review publications. I think the interesting question, though, is which which of the things or people or whatever actually gets you to try a cigar that you haven't tried? That's the interesting question to me. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's a ton of those out there that are like the individuals. I think the people who actually drive that are the people who, who get somebody else to try it, who gets somebody else to try it, who gets somebody else. Oh, like there's a network effect. hundred percent. So it's the people yeah. with the strongest networks that are probably doing that the most. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I would agree with that. Oh. Cause then it just spreads. But that's not mm-hmm. like a one-person influence thing. That's just not how it works. No. But you guys probably have people like that where, you know, you'd be part of a group or something, and somebody says, hey, the cigar was really good. Try it out. And then you try it. And then you're like, oh, that was really good. And you tell four other people, and yeah. they try it. And, and no individual did fucking anything with that first person was was like a tidal wave that they started yeah <clears throat> for sure I it mean, happens um Kyle if you were to put in in you know our group chat like hey I just smoked this this is really fucking good and I hadn't tried it I'd probably go seek it out oh absolutely yeah you know The one cigar I think that you really like that I still haven't tried is that Lampert. Actually, wasn't that a limited edition? I don't think so. The one that you, I think it was a blind review, right? Yeah, I got I got most of a box of them sitting here. Yeah, I, mean, I haven't tried that. They still have them at Small Batch? Probably. They're about to do another one. Oh, really? It was the, like, Azul. Now they're doing a red one. Mm. Okay. So... Interestingly enough, there is a brand that came that has tried to make a very big splash over the last year, especially a very high-priced brand, and uh, unrelated to Lambert. I mean, this has nothing to do with Lambert. I'm just sure. this just triggered my. And we talk about when you want to play in that stratosphere. So I don't know if you guys saw. Placencia is coming out with a $40 Year of the Tiger. Yeah. yeah. You now, granted, most of their cigars are like 15 to 20 to begin with, but, you know, you're talking that 40 bucks a cigar is a different level, right? Yeah. That, they've at least they've at least played in the same ballpark, sort of. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. They're not nobodies. They're, yeah, they'll the get some sales tobacco. There. Yeah, they're the big, you know, <laughs> I mean, you know, they their tobacco is used in, you know, whatever, everything pretty much. Yeah. Um, but okay, so I could understand that. I mean, what you know? Okay, cool. You know, I'm, that wouldn't scare me, right? Like, okay, that's Placencia. But this brand doesn't necessarily have, or it doesn't even have remotely, 
that. And so they, they were trying to play in that space, right? And when you have people that are responding to your cigar saying it tastes like something like the tobacco you would get in like a $7 cigar or something like that, that's really wild to me. Because somebody, somebody had asked me, like, oh, have you ever thought about coming out with something like, like more expensive, like higher end, right? And I'm like, that's just a very dangerous place to play, in my opinion, um, because of the expectations, right? Yeah, you better be perfect. Yeah, which is impossible to guarantee, um, unless they're very, very small batch, right? At the same time, all right. So here's a countering example yeah. for you. Yeah, and I, I haven't had the cigar, so I don't, I don't understand it. Everybody, and I, I mean everybody I know who has smoked the Davidoff Oro Blanco mm-hmm. at five hundred dollars, right, mm. says it's one of the single best cigars they've ever smoked in their lives. Well, fucking better be. Right. I, I asked yeah. uh, Patrick Legree the last time I hung out with him. Um, and he said the same thing. And it's crazy, right? And he and I asked him why. You know, and his answer in Cal, I don't know if these people told you the same thing, but it's almost like okay, first of all, most people are gonna go into that cigar looking for reasons to like it because they just spent fucking five hundred dollars oh, on it. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so that's a big part of it. That's not to take away from the cigar itself. I've never smoked one. I'm sure it's fantastic. I hope we do a blind review. That would be hilarious. That would be awesome, man. But hook it up. But there's more to that. I feel like it's like when people smoke Cubans, they're looking for every possible reason to love it, rather than how people smoke some other cigars, right? But for Cubans and other stuff, there's always somebody who's like, oh, I didn't live up to the hype. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm cooler than this, right? What, even if they mm-hmm. fucking loved it, they'll be mm-hmm. like, oh, no, I'm too cool for that shit. And there's <laughs> right. nobody that I've ever heard of that was like, oh, I got that cigar for free from somebody, and I fucking hated it. Oh, yeah, me neither. No, I've only heard good things. So. It's a little bit crazy, isn't it? How? When they want to make excellent cigars, they make excellent cigars. Oh, for sure. What yeah, if uh, there's no disputing that? What if what if I do not like Davidoff cigars? Is it still going to be good? In general, if I'm like, yeah, I don't know, I've never smoked that flavor 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 profile yeah. is not my thing. Right. Is it not going to be my, good? My understanding is that it's like nothing they put out. Huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Who's, I haven't had who's got them? Can we get a hold of some? I'm sure Small Batch has them. I don't know. It's $500, though. Let's check it out. <laughs> Let us know how it goes. Well, I don't need to smoke one. I'll send it to you guys. No, maybe, maybe we can each take a puff. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, Cal, I'm with you. You know... Ambassador Cigar Lounge in Phoenix, I believe if you sign up as a member, uh, that each member gets one of those upon sign up. 
I think that's what it is. So here's the other question. If somebody gave you guys or you bought an Oro Blanco tomorrow, would you smoke it? Tomorrow? You have to. I think I'd wait yeah. a, a week or so. Well, yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. But but you would smoke it. You wouldn't just like tuck it in the back of the humidor. No, right? I'd smoke it. No. Yeah, me too. Yeah, that's at that price point. You're almost stupid not to. Yeah. You know what sucks about a lot of that stuff? Like the people that could really afford that typically are not the same people that would in, get the most enjoyment out of it. Yeah, a lot of times, not. you know? It's like when it's like when your like favorite sports team gets to like the finals or like late in the playoffs. Like the biggest fans of those teams are like priced out. Like I remember when the Cubs made the World Series, you think your average Cubs fan was able to even sniff a fucking ticket after a hundred plus years and out? No. Bunch of corporate people. You know? It's legit. Yep. It's out of stock. Uh, did small batch have it? I was looking. Do they still make uh, it? I, I, I'm confused on its availability. Is that an ongoing thing, or was it just like I, a one-time thing? I thought it was somewhat ongoing, but I guess I don't. I don't really know now that you ask. You can order them from Davidoff. Five hundred dollars, hmm. unless you'd like a box. Then it's five thousand dollars. Yep. <laughs> That's wild. We might be able to make this happen. Not not a whole box. <laughs> <laughs> not not a box. I'd put in to get yeah, one. True. The question is, if you gave Jeff one, would he finish it? No, absolutely not. <laughs> That's not even, yeah, no. All right, so, okay, so here's a question for you guys. You're going to smoke an Oro Blanco. Who would you share it with? Not, like, actually, like, one cigar you share it with them, but I mean, like, who would you share it with? Who would, like, you, who, who would like, you want to sit, sit down, down with? Yeah. After talking with you guys, it'd have to be you guys. Yeah, I'd have to say the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree. Yeah. Well, maybe if Kyle could meet us down in Oklahoma in April, could uh, make it happen. Well, there are worse ideas. We'll find a way. Ooh, this is really awkward. Ooh. So every cigar of the Oro Blancos uh, has to be personally approved by their master blender who's no longer with them. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He struck out on his own. wonder how that'll work. I don't know. Maybe he's still willing to be a consultant. Hmm. Fascinating. <laughs> well, boys. All right, guys. Next week. You got it. Yep. We got to leave something to talk about. No. <laughs>
<laughs> Maybe there will be. Uh, yeah. All right, guys, you have a good one. You too. Say ya. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this week's uh, episode of the Sons of Smoke Cigar Cast. Make sure you guys are checking us out on Instagram, Facebook, uh, direct message us, um, email the Sultans of Smoke at gmail.com if you got any questions, comments for the show. And we will catch you guys next week. Thanks.